Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it Mondays here at Tail Varsity Radio. Roadshow Monday here at Rosie's Downtown. We're here to end the month of October back in November for some Monday Night Football and some Big Ten discussion. A lot going on in the Big Ten. And we want to see you down here at Rosie's 10th and P in Lincoln. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, hope you're doing well. This has been interesting. This has been a month of victory Mondays, dare I say, as Nebraska did what they're supposed to do based on the uh, rolling the old helmet out, the brand of the program. But the reality for a long time has been the brand has not matched the uh, the actual on-field product. Nebraska still has a lot more to say uh, this 2023 football season, and uh, we'll dive into it. We'll hear from some Matt Rule comments as a little bit of Rule Rewind this hour, and the hour open for you, 489-1240. 489-1240 can also email the show. Chris at HaleVarsity.com has always be a part of the stream. Get in the comments. The uh, Hale Varsity YouTube channels where you can watch the show. Elijah back in studio. I'm at Rosie's. And then also the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio. Hale Varsity Radio powered by Cornhead Lager, the perfect beer to enjoy while watching your favorite game. Purchases, they help support NIL through the 1890 initiative. Raiders, Lions tonight. Do you know a Raider fan? Are they tatted up? Do they have leather? Uh, Are they angry? Have you been to the black hole? All questions we can get into an hour or two with some more NFL thoughts. Lions fans have been a long time suffering. Uh, Case in point, Barry Sanders retired in 1999. Elijah, big weekend of football. You're still smiling as uh, Let's Ride Russ stopped that winning streak by Kansas City, and it wasn't even that close. Yeah, uh, I said it before the year started, Schmitty. The Broncos team this year could go 1-16 as long as they got a win over the they, Chiefs. They got the one. I wouldn't be overjoyed, but I'd be happy. They did it. The streak is over. Maybe it's now time for a new streak for the Chiefs. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Whatever happens the rest of the year, the Broncos could not win a game because if that happens, they beat the Chiefs and they're still going to have a top five pick. Maybe this builds some momentum. They're headed into the bye week. Uh, we had Mike McGlinchey after the game yesterday say, this is proof of concept. We believe in what we're doing. Maybe the Broncos can put a run together. Still a lot of football left to be played this year. I don't know. It doesn't matter. All I know is the streak is dead. 
After 16 games, the Broncos have finally beaten the Chiefs. I was a junior in high school the last time that happened. Man. I was 16 years old, junior in high school. And uh, after all this time, the Broncos have finally gotten it done. I, I was thinking about crying last night. I didn't. That's also a joke. I, I don't think I'd cry over football, despite how emotional it was. But it did, in fact, feel really good to finally get that monkey off the back. And then to see the Broncos playing Taylor Swift in the stadium postgame. Chef's kiss. Mwah. Yes. Shake it off. Come get a cocktail down here at Rosie's 10th and P downtown. Settle in for some Monday night football. It's okay to still celebrate uh, a unbeaten October for Nebraska football. That's incredible. So a couple of key questions I have. One, uh, with Nebraska football, are you, uh, are you all in? Do you think this season's going to end up being okay? They're 5-3 and three right now. They've won three in a row. They've won five of six. Michigan seems a long time ago. That seems like a, a, a different team many moons ago and and that i think that's that's fair uh, offensively defensively special teams wise there's there's a confidence to this football team that got brought out and called out we got to go back to the infamous sunday night practice the turning point of the illinois game rule talked about it that's that's the night the o-line got some confidence right didn't pay it off you still fumbled the football away but you put some drives together against a pretty physical team. Then you go beat Northwestern. You survive yourself against Northwestern. You're, uh, you're, you're feeling a little bit taller. And then you go out and do a lot of really good things. Your offense was pretty nice from a big play standpoint, either putting a long drive together or hitting a big play to make it. F- Dude, 14 nothing felt like 40 to nothing. Okay, the way the defense was playing, then it got tight in the fourth quarter. And I'm, I'm still just ripping my, my hair out a little bit with the fumbles because Elijah, third, three weeks in a row, fourth quarter finish against the Illini, you start the game with a turnover against Northwestern, and you start each half with a turnover against Purdue. So are you feeling better about this team, or is it a little bit of both? Nebraska's playing some teams, not their fault, just reality, they're getting a break finally. You mentioned the old chef's kiss. They're getting a French kiss finally by the Big Ten schedule makers. So uh, part of it's, and this, again, isn't Nebraska's fault. This isn't not to downplay or demean them. I think they're playing good football. I think they're a, a good team. I do believe that. I think they got really talented kids, but I think they've got guys that are being developed and, 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 and being unleashed. Right, we we hear the old Mitch Sherman open every Tuesday. Unleash the fury, Mitch. This defense is unleashing. They're doing well. The offense is uh, a work in progress that that did some better things, but the turnovers, man, I don't know. I, I'm I'm the guy raising both hands. I called Purdue to win thirteen to ten. I was way off on that one. It's okay. I, I can own that. That's fine. As a Nebraska fan, you're happy with the score. You're happy with the cover. Absolutely. If you had the over, <laughs> good good for you. You know more than me. I thought the unders was the way to go with that one. But you're seeing a little bit more explosive offense. Uh, Harburg's continuing to settle in. He made some plays. You see Emmett Johnson's emerged. You saw an offensive line that really wasn't a problem, to be honest with you. 
on Saturday. But Elijah, they got to handle the football. Clearly, obviously, and and can can they exert? That, this is the second question within the spirit of Halloween. From an exorcism standpoint, can Nebraska exercise those demons? This house is clear. Can they do that with the football? I'm not saying they'll never turn it over. That's a part of football turnovers happen. Can they stop the mindless, idiotic turnovers where they're just not taking care of the football? And that's it. They, they, limit, they limit themselves to one turnover a game while they're out at least getting one. If they go even the rest of the way, they can go three and one. I haven't quite decided how they're going to go the rest of this season. Uh, I know uh, for our listeners, I'll probably pick Michigan State to keep things going. Clearly, I'm the reason Nebraska's won three in a row because I picked against them in two out of the three wins recently. I don't know. I, I think Nebraska's a better football team, but I just don't know if uh, even if they bring in the old man from the exorcist, I don't know that it's going to help offensively. They just may that they just may be that damaged of a football team when it comes to taking care of the ball. But on the other hand here, Ryan brings up a, a good point, and I've been thinking about this over the weekend. This season does feel similar to that 09 football season. He said that 08 season was fun. That was a good season. They got better and better and better, didn't they? Yeah, and then you turn it into 09, and what was the problem with, with the team in 09? It wasn't the defense. It was they didn't the offense. Have Joe Gans. It was the offense and turning the football over. Who could forget the eight turnovers against Iowa State? The one game you lose to a, a Big 12 North foe that year, and it's because the offense shoots you in the foot whenever the defense is doing all they can. There's shades of that season. It's not identical. It's not like for like, but I can see where you're coming from because look at the rest of the Big 12 North that year. Nebraska makes it to the Big 12 title game where they inevitably lose to Texas, but the rest of the Big 12 North, nobody was all that impressive that year. And Nebraska loses to Iowa State because of the offense, but they go and pull it out in a strong finish to the year where they reel off five straight following that loss to Iowa State. You play your way into the Big 12 championship game, and you'll give Texas a run for their money and give them really all they can handle in that game. And I'm not saying Nebraska's going to go make a run to Indy and go give Michigan all they can handle in the Big 10 title game. You'd love it if that's the case. But Nebraska finished that season with five winnable games. Baylor, Oklahoma, who had a, a bit of a down year that year, and you remember Prince Mucamara stepping up, getting the pick, and setting Still up the one-husker touchdown. <laughs> uh, and then you have Kansas, Kansas State, and Colorado. That was how you finished the year, all very winnable games. You feel that way, too, right now, whenever you look at the rest of the schedule for Nebraska. They're all winnable games. Michigan State is spiraling. I made the pun on the postgame show. I liked it so much, I'm going to bring it back. Maryland, they're a shell of what they were at the start of the year. They're kind of starting to, to go downhill. But, um... I had that sound effect somewhere, but I can't find it. Um, and then you have Wisconsin, who offensively hasn't looked great since Mordecai's gone down. And then Iowa, who, as we learned today, does not have an offensive coordinator for next year. Brian Ferentz will make it through the year. He will coach in a, an expected bowl game, and then he will hit the road. So there's issues with every single team that Nebraska has on their schedule. Nebraska's got issues of their own. I think the great equalizer that they have is that defense. The defense is going to give them a chance in every single game. And if you can get some things going... I mean, you went out, you're in, the, you're in Indy. It's as simple as that. And I think Nebraska has the potential to win out. It's going to be difficult to do. The offense is going to have to get better. They're going to have to clean up the turnovers, which has been a hard task for them to overcome so far this year. But what I've seen from the Huskers is dating back to that Michigan game, Nebraska has gotten better every single week. Uh, despite the issues, they looked better against Purdue than they get, did against Northwestern. They looked better against Northwestern than they did against Illinois. If they continue that trend, 
upward trajectory. The offense cleans up some of the turnovers. You don't have to be perfect in that category, but you're not going to cut it putting the ball on the ground five times. If you can get a little bit better, 1% better every single day, as Matt Rule likes to say, I don't think it's unfeasible to think Nebraska can win out because every single team that Nebraska has left has issues of their own that Nebraska can take advantage of, especially with how well the defense is playing right now. It'd be funny to match up uh, each team's issues with Nebraska and then go strength or weakness, right? I mean, and, and we'll get there later on in the week. A reminder, we are on the road Thursday, Friday, Saturday from East Lansing as uh, we are going to be on site for Nebraska's bowl eligibility win, that clincher, that game that Nebraska fans have been waiting for for so long that gets you in the bowl season. Uh, you want more than that. Coach Rule's right after his post game saying, well, six, come on now, that, ain't, that isn't going to be enough. And, and I don't think it is. You're not being greedy. You're being realistic when you look at the talent of this team. I know we criticize it from time to time because of the turnovers. But what did Matt Rule talk about from, from moment one? He talked about incremental progress. Okay? And you've seen it. You've seen it with this football team. You saw this football team lose a, another heartbreaker to Minnesota. Then you saw him kind of get ticked off with the offense after it was 13-7, to and then they got outscored. They got boat raced in a tight ball game with about eight minutes left in Boulder. That, that, that got a lot funkier than it was. The offense was a nightmare to hold on to the football. Stop me if you've heard it before. And then they didn't keep playing at the level they were playing at in Boulder that second game. Uh, Nebraska figured it out. Kind of looked shaky, kind of looked sloppy, beat up on one team that's really bad in northern Illinois, uh, got refocused against Louisiana Tech as we go. And then they just didn't want to fight against Michigan. They were absolutely intimidated against Michigan. They got called out for it by their head coach. But now you look at this three-game win streak, and, and the fact you've won five out of six, no, it's not been ranked opponents. No, it's not been the... 1995 schedule. I, I, I get that. It's not been the 2021 schedule. But this team's doing things they haven't done in a long time. This program hasn't done in a long time. So you're, you're seeing different phases get better. And now it's the offense's turn, Elijah, to go on the road and be better with taking care of the football. Uh, defense has been bulletproof, man. And they've been fun. They've been good. They were human last week where they God forbid, allowed a sudden change touchdown. But you can't have happen. You can't have guys get forced into duty, Jeff Sims, and then go piss the bed. Okay, that, 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 that can't happen. And I feel awful for him. But that's eight turnovers in eight quarters. You went to him to go get you a fourth and one, and it didn't happen. Uh, not only did he not get it, he fumbled it. The, all right, so you get stuffed. So what? They can't take your lunch money and run to the end zone. Uh, so there's some, some film study there. But incremental progress has led Elijah to 3-0, and bud. And that's big for Nebraska. That's, that is absolutely what you've been talking about, proof of concept. Because you saw it, you just saw it, 3-0 and in October. Now, now, can you get the incremental progress with the turnovers? Because that's been the issue all year long for this Husker offense. And part of me thinks there is an element to 
to you are what you are at this point in the season. And I think what Nebraska is offensively is a team that's going to turn the football over. But it's about, you know what, you take five times you put the ball on the ground. Can you, can you cut it down to one or two? Because if you can do that, Nebraska's defense is enough to clean up one or two errors from that Husker offense. They're good enough to do that. And you think about it, Nebraska, if they don't put the ball on the ground on Saturday, they probably win 24 to nothing. And I don't say 31 to nothing. Sure. Because if you don't put the ball on the ground, you don't give your, your defense and your special teams a chance to block a field goal and turn it for a touchdown. It's the give and the take. Sometimes there is an element, your best units, your defense, you want them on the field. They make a play for you. They go put seven on the board for you. So <laughs> you, you live with that. But then on the other hand, you put it on the ground again, Purdue returns it for a touchdown, you put it on the ground, they set him up on a short field, Purdue scores it. But Nebraska should have pitched a shutout in that game if it wasn't for the turnovers offensively. And there's give and a take to it. You love having the defense on the field because they're playing so great. So it's about getting just incrementally better in that area. And if you can do that, I don't think there isn't a game that Nebraska shouldn't be favored in based on the way that defense is playing. It comes down to can the offense clean up the turnovers because that's going to bite them at some point this year if they don't. Slight favorite in Vegas. We are down here. Our favorite, Rosie's 10th and P Roadshow Monday. Come see us. Back with you, Tail Varsity Roadshow Monday here at Rosie's 10th and P. You are invited out. We're here for some Monday night football and a little Big Ten recap as well. 10th and P Rosie's reminder later on in the week, Simplicated, going to be live music here on the 3rd of November's come on down here to Rosie's. Also, we're here for the Denver Buffalo game here, the 13th of November. So check that out. Silas Creek will be playing live music November 17th. Cody Johnson also going to be at PBA, so get locked in. And then before we get you to December, Bears Vikings. We're back here at Rosie's uh, with Whiskey Richards December 1st. So live music on the weekends for you here at Rosie's 10th and P. We're on stage right now. I will not sing, I promise you, because, well, that would not do anyone any favors. Uh, we will get into baby Ferentz getting the old son. Uh, the principal needs to talk to you, and I can't help you this time. Treatment. Uh, Scott's with us here on Hale Varsity. Scott, thanks for calling. Go ahead, bud. Sure. How are you folks this afternoon? We're good. What do you think? Well, uh, several things here I want to say. First of all, I'm a guy who sells programs over the west side of the stadium. I have to apologize oh, you, no, to my you're customers good. You... because they didn't have enough programs for us to go sell outside. So I didn't know how to tell anybody. But anyway, I apologize to all those folks. And the other thing is, was this a complete Nebraska win month with, with volleyball, with football, the basketball team, I don't know what other, soccer, I don't know what other sports they had. Did they completely win the whole month without a loss? They they did pretty well. I mean, basketball's not gotten into full swing yet, but volleyball's still unbeaten, of course. Soccer's doing their thing. And you, you'll you wear that 26 jersey out on the uh, the West Stadium, won't you? That's me, yeah, that's me. Yep, uh, yep, 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 Scott, this is good, man. I've seen you for years, man. I appreciate you and what you do selling the programs to all the Nebraska fans. For how many years have you been doing it, Scott? Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I've been selling programs since 75. Okay. I, I've been working down at the stadium since 62 with Boy That's Scouts so good. and uh, ushering. And I, I started working down there in 62, and there was no north end zone. There was no south end zone seating except in the <laughs> knot hole section. So I sat there and, and was an usher there. 
And so during that time, I've only missed two home games. One was my uh, bonus daughter was in a national beauty pageant in Orlando, and my son was in uh, a national horse show, and that would have been in 2002. So I've only missed two home games. Well, 02 was the year to do it. But it, but no, that's that's a that's a run. So you're feeling good. We were talking incremental progress, Scott. You've seen it under rule quite a bit. I mean, you've seen this team keep getting better, and they got a good opportunity in October uh, from October to November now. Yeah, they. I I like the way they're playing, especially the defense. Defense is hungry. They just they play with a lot of grit. I enjoy that. Another now, this is kind of same. Level, but uh, so I talked to the special teams face to face today, coordinator for Michigan State, and then also a grad assistant for the safeties at Michigan State today. Okay. Yeah, they're uh, Ross Ells is the son of Bob Ells, and Bo is the grandson of Bob Ells, and they had to uh, get together for him a memorial service for him this afternoon. Gotcha, gotcha. That's right, Mister uh, Mister L's passed, but you know, condolences to the family. But I didn't. I I had forgotten Ross was at Sparty. Yeah, I when I when I talked to him, I asked him what he was doing. He said, "Oh, I'm uh, with Michigan State." And I go, "Oh, yeah, you uh, you were the uh, linebackers." He says, "I'm special teams now." So so there. I asked Bo. I said, "What's the most important thing you tell your safeties?" He says. Uh, just read your cues. I said, what's that? Like the, the lineman, offensive lineman standing up? Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And I asked Ross, I said, what's the most important thing you tell your special teams? He says, he says you, we're not, can't, we can't make a mistake. I mean, you can make mistakes on offensive defense, but it doesn't hurt you as bad as it does on the special teams. So, anyway, well, that's why. I just thought it was kind well, of interesting I, just talking to them. It is and, good. Scott, appreciate the phone call and you tuning in, man. Keep uh, telling us those programs. We appreciate your service. Yeah, well, I appreciate what you guys do, and you're a lot of fun to watch or listen to. And uh, anyway, keep up the good work. You and Elijah. Take care, Scott. Appreciate you, man. There he is. Good to hear from Scott. He's uh, always out front West Stadium, man. That is big time. And and I I, I love him. 76. I love him coming with the accountability right off the top. Matt Rule's been preaching it. Ah oh, man, we 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 were able to sell the uh, the programs outside of the fans day. We didn't have enough enough uh, programs. He comes with the accountability right off the top. Love that from him. He's uh, representing the program well in that way. And I also forgot about the L's and the connection over there at Michigan State. Bo was on my middle school football team way back in the day. And then I'm I sure that picture him, that with Elijah us. Herbal's on his wall. I don't know about all that, but I, I'm, I'm I'm absolutely being facetious there, but. Uh, uh, Brennan chimes in. We'll get to some of your stream comments. Open phones for you here till 5. We'll get to Coach Charlie McBride a Monday with Charlie as we're here at Rosie's 9th and P. Check that. Check that. 10th and P downtown here live at Rosie's here. Uh, you have uh, Brennan chiming in and said, I like Rule's comment of is that all you want in reference to six wins. Brennan's like, let's take them all. It's it's you know, manager Lou Brown in the movie Major League. Let's win the – actually, it was uh, Jake Taylor. Let's win the whole bleeping thing. Uh, but I, I don't think Nebraska fans, Elijah, can jump there yet, can you? I think you feel better about this team where it isn't Lucy holding the football and then ripping it away. 
you, you've had opportunities to, to lose some games the last three weeks with because of your turnovers, right? You've not been clean. Your defense has been incredible to uh, to keep you safe. That's that's wonderful. Uh, Tom Chattel had a great column, safety net, right? It's a high wire act and it's a safety net. That's absolutely what you have with this defense, with this football team. Um, you have uh, another Elijah chiming in. Hey, fellas, keep being awesome. Proud of all the work the team is putting in. With the rebuild, is Sims really that much better than Purdy? The offense just falls apart when he's in. I think you just see a kid right now that's played a lot of college football but just struggling, man. And it just it just it was you can't believe that would happen. That would happen to last year's Nebraska team, not this year's Nebraska team, and it would cause Nebraska's team last year to to lose the game. It'd be one of those moments where you lost the football game because of a, a turnover or a miscue. Um, you have the ability to overcome that, and they have so far. Four eight nine twelve forty. And we have Dave on the line. Okay, let's get to the phones. Dave, thanks for hanging on. Welcome into Hale Varsity. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I think I speak for most Husker fans with our expectations. Yeah, I know a lot of us drank some Kool-Aid, but when it comes down to it, don't you think all Husker fans are just hoping for that one Saturday where mom doesn't have to tell the kids to go outside and play in the cold because daddy's cursing at the TV. (laughs) (laughs) That that is absolutely, that's everyone's living room. That is everyone's living room. You've grown up in that living room before, or it's still your living room, and now you're the angry father. I love it. Well, we had those those two. Uh, <laughs> Go outside and play. <laughs> with, with, the, with the fumble <laughs> touchdown, and I was outside, and all of a sudden I saw one of the neighbor kids come out with mom. That was the first thing I thought, dude. <laughs> I love that. That's so true. The first time you heard that. The, the, the the mother of all naughty words. It was a Nebraska yeah. Oklahoma game. Dad screaming at the again. TV. <laughs> Broken beer bottles hey, everywhere. Have a great day. Go big Dave, that was appreciate you, Dave. That was hilarious. I love that. Yeah, you know it's a game day Saturday when <laughs> when Junior's outside with mom because and, and both of them are wearing a coat because Dad's raging in the living room. <laughs> Son of a they fumbled again. Got to get the cover. Hey, at least it's Keep fun. Keep the under. Keep the under. At least it's fun. It's another thing I said in our post-game show. Is football not fun to watch right now? Like, yeah, they put the, girl, the ball the, on the ground the de- five times, but it's the fun defense, to watch. The defense is fun to watch. Special teams is getting, like, fun to watch, or at <laughs> least not cr- cringeworthy. The offense still is not fun to watch, Elijah. I disagree because... On one there's hand, moments on, on moments on offense. On one hand, there's frustrating moments, but on the other hand, the team is starting to build up that mindset of they're going to find a way to win despite the errors. And it used to be before the past couple seasons, they're going to find a way to lose because of the errors. Right now, this is a team that comes together through the errors and finds a way to win, and they've been winning more and more comfortably every single week with the errors. So. They're getting there. You'd like to, to eliminate those errors, but it feels like a team that can battle through it as we go to the phone lines yet again. Deuce hanging on, Schmitty. Deuce, go for it. Thanks for calling, Hello. brother. How are you? 
Deuce, Hello, go ahead. Smitty. How you doing? I'm good. I, I'm still laughing at Dave's phone call because, I mean, I'm thinking of Steve Schmidt right now screaming at an Oklahoma game on TV. <laughs> I was thinking of him, I was thinking about him this weekend as I'm yelling uh, from outside the country. I'm listening on the radio, and I'm yelling at the top of my lungs, does anybody understand clock management? I tell you, I love this coaching staff, but somewhere about the 15 minutes, the last quarter, we seem to forget what clock management looked like. I mean, for the love of God, can we quit running the can we quit running uh, pitches or the quarterback around the end when you're ahead with ten minutes left? I mean, what happened to just run the ball up the middle, punt the ball? You're ahead twenty four to you're ahead twenty four points, and your defense has given up nothing. And all of a sudden, you can't understand that. Or why go for it on fourth and one? Punt the ball. And I think Rule touched on it after the ball game. If you do it over again, yeah, I'm punting it. His gut said to punt it. He didn't punt it. And then worst-case scenario happened where not only uh, did you not punt it, you put the backup in, the backup fumbled, and then it was a scoop and score when the backup fumbled. So, it, it, the yeah, it, it was, pre- it was preventable. Game, though, that we've struggled at the end with time management. I mean, I know. It's, you don't have an offense that can help you out. You need to really understand time management. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm amazed at as much experience as on this coaching staff that, we have a, that our time management is so bad. Zeus, thanks for the phone call, brother. Appreciate you tuning in. And uh, saying what's up, 489-1240, more calls for you. Open phones. We're down here at Rosie's. Come by, get a cocktail. 10th and P. Sale Varsity rolls forward on a Monday. Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmitty. Schmitty's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You want me to speak? When I point you, yeah. On Hail Varsity Radio. Back with your Tail Varsity Roadshow, Monday here at Rosie's, downtown, 10th and P. You're invited out. Back here in November for some more Monday night and some Big Ten recon. There's a lot going on in the Big Ten. Nebraska still in the race for that West Division. 489-1240. We'll get to more of your stream comments. Charlie McBride's 20 minutes away. Rod is waiting. Rod, thanks for the phone call. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just wondering, uh, I've watched a lot of the games, and I really like the coaching staff and what they're doing there. Special teams, the thing that still drives me nuts is we don't field the punt. We let the ball hit the ground, and the kid back there now, the bullet kid, he seems petrified to catch the ball. There's you don't no want to screw up. Can catch a punt. Well, I get that, but... And he must have been smoked in practice or something because it, they don't want to grab it. That's for sure. And we give up a lot of yards on that. No, you're right. And Coach Rule mentioned that, that our one of our favorites, George Darlington, was, was in his office yesterday uh, letting him know that the, the old punt return unit needs some help in a plight loving, <laughs> I want you to win a lot of ball games here at Nebraska, son, type type take we'll hear that from from Roland a little bit but now nebraska needs to to get things figured out from the return standpoint and it was a nightmare with 
the opening kickoff where uh, Snodgrass did a hell of a job figuring out it was a short kick, and he fielded it well, and he had a 20-yard return, but then he goes into contact like a bowling ball headed towards pins, and it gets popped out. Now, Nebraska got screwed on that call. The point is, is cover the football up so it's not an issue. So, yeah, special teams is good. Alvano's been nice. Bushimi's been good into the wind, but uh, there's still room to grow, and we'll hear from uh, Mr. Foley tomorrow on that. Thanks. Thank Appreciate you listening, Ron. Thanks for the call. 489-1240. 489-1240. I can just see Bullock there with no uh, no protection. And here's 47 guys like it's the uh, the the Battle of the Bastards episode in uh, Game <laughs> of Thrones, right? Where Great Jon Snow's got his sword and he's got the whole army coming towards him. Uh, some comments here. Elijah chimes in. Uh, on the rule presser, only point of criticism today on rules press conference is his lack of accountability with Sims. He's not shy to call out Grant publicly, but gets reclusive when it comes to Sims. I think, uh, Elijah, that's a fair take. I think it comes down to knowing each guy's makeup and personality. I think Grant's a guy who can take getting called out at this point in time of the season and in his career. I don't think Sims is a guy right now, and you saw how things didn't go well for him on Saturday who can take getting ripped publicly right now. I I would bet he's not able to handle it. It would not help. I mean, Grant's a personality, by my guess, that is going to get motivated by the challenge, hearing his name out there to hold on to the bleep in football. If Sims gets called out by his head coach right now, it's, unnecessary piling on and rule did say it's my job to make sure he doesn't fumble elijah yep yep we uh we go to the phone lines yet again where bob is standing by hey bob thanks for calling go ahead yeah hey um i uh have watched the last two games even more closely than the first ones and i've noticed that we've been most effective running and passing out of the i formation with our issue with the line, doesn't it make sense maybe get one of those wide receivers off the field, add a fullback, get us another blocker that way? You know, Bob, I'll say this. I think Nebraska's most effective, Elijah, jump in here too. Nebraska's most effective off play action. Okay, and that's out of the eye. That's under center. Uh, that's, that's when they've been good throwing the football this season. Uh, you saw the completion for 16 yards to 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 Doss, that was, I think, was that shotgun? I, I got to go back and look. But the big play to Lloyd was, was out of the I formation. That Again, was shotgun. Was that belly G option. It was shotgun. So it was shotgun I, I do go back and look at this one, too. It was like a, a belly G option read, but it was out of shotgun, like kind of the speed option look, and it was from shotgun that play. Okay. But th- their best, Bob, uh, out of play action – they're, they're best whenever they have a running game that they can rely upon in order to get the defense and the safeties moving up to open up the pass. So it's attack. a one-on-one. And I think this past week, they were most effective getting running game going from the eye formation. That's why the passing game looked more effective from there. But I'm kind of with Schmitty on this one. That it's however they get the running game going that week, that's where they're going to get more success as they get to the play action and get Harburg some looks that way from the play action. Yeah. My my take was the fourth quarter is where we seem to run the ball the best, and we seem to be in the eye formation most of that. Yep. No, Bob, you're right, and they, yeah, they, that's that's how November is going to be a 
a repeat of, of October if Nebraska's going to continue to have success is, is that run game. And you got new linemen that, that did a good job with it. Bob, thanks for the phone call, bud. And, yeah, I formations, the answer, the, the silver lining was Nebraska able to line up and hammer the football when they held on to the football. 489-1240, if you want to get in here, open phones till 5. But uh, we were getting into Nebraska as the rest of the season looks and uh, where things are at, how and why Nebraska's in this West race. And if you want to chime in a little bit on what you saw on Saturday, go for it. But yeah. uh, this team's not blinking, Elijah, with uh, the 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 success and some of the failures, failures being that turnover issue. Yeah, and uh, we go to the phone lines one last time here at this segment. Pete, hang on the line for us. All right, Pete. Pete, thanks for calling. Go ahead. How are you doing? We're good, man. How are you doing? I don't want to complain too much on a, on a win. You know, it's kind of hard to complain too much when they won. But... Uh, Put some balls in the freezer. Pete, second we're, thing we're is, you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now we got you. The second thing is, Taylor Martinez did it also, but Herberg holds up right before contact. And I don't know what he's trying to do there. I don't know if he's trying to lessen the blow or what, but the coach needs to get in his ear and tell him, Make a decision and go 100% because when you hold up like that, you get hurt worse than if you're going 100%. Pete, appreciate the phone call. I kind of lost that first part. Elijah, did you get it cleanly or no? No, no, but I got the second part loud and clear. Yeah, and that, that's right. I mean, uh, T-Magic got it absolutely killed <laughs> because he would, he would run straight up, and when he'd run into contact, he'd get wiped out. Yeah, Rule touched on that. We'll sneak in some Rule commentary uh, next hour, time permitting, and before we end this hour. But you're invited down here to Rosie's, another Monday night road show, as it's Detroit and the Raiders. We're here on stage till 6. Do not uh, throw things at me. There's no chicken wire a la Blues Brothers. This is a fun spot. You need some wings. You need a beer. You want Schmitty to sing Rawhide? Rawhide? No, I will not uh, do that. Uh, <laughs> head him up, movement, right? Uh, but uh, we're down here. Munchie and the crew's having us here. Uh, another road show Monday. Uh, 10th and P is where we're at here. Rosie's downtown. A quick timeout. We'll wind down this first hour. We can sneak in a phone call or two more. 489-1240.